Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Coffee Run Live. It is Q&A Wednesday and today we're just going to get stuck straight into it. The thing that I wanted to chat with you about today is around sales objections. So as we know, there are, hey Catherine, there are a whole bunch of reasons why people buy or why they don't buy. And I guess like some of the things that I've learned over my many, many years of experience and many different trials and errors and, you know, ways of trying to see if different sales tactics work and, and things like that is that there are a whole bunch of things that people will say to you that are often potentially untrue. And sometimes they are true. So I guess, it, like, have you guys ever found yourself in, in a sales conversation, either whether it's online or, uh, like, on the phone or even, you know, the, the infamous coffee chats? And you're talking about what it is that you do. And the person on the other side is kind of like, okay, well, you know what, that sounds really great, and I'll get back to you. And then they promptly... 99.9% .9 of the time, they fall off the face of the planet. They often won't generally like come back and say, oh, hey, you know, by the way, you know, often they'll just kind of disappear. And I guess like the thing that I'm, I'm really passionate about is like, I, I was having a lot of that. I was having a lot of conversations with people where they would say, oh, look, this sounds really great, but... And then we can insert any level of objection in here or, or deferral. So they might say, oh, well, look, I've got to go talk to my husband or the timing is not right or I just don't have the money or uh, I've got something else on that weekend or I'm just not sure that it's right for me or whatever other reason that they happen to give you. Like it's July, <laughs> you know, and, and I guess a lot of the time it, it can be really hard for us being the people who are, you know, selling something, right? To really determine if what it is that they're saying is true or if it is really an excuse. So one of the things that came up, um, I guess, while I was doing my, my own personal sales training and I've taught sales for years on how to do this, is that there are different ways of, of being able to elicit this information. The first thing that we've got to really do though, first and foremost, is to actually determine, and the best way to determine this is to ask a question, is to determine whether or not this person is actually genuinely interested in working with you or buying what it is that you're selling, or if they're just kind of like kicking the tires. You know, do they, are they walking onto the lot to, in order to be able to, um, sorry, my cat's just walked in and completely distracted me. Or they just come in, you know, based on a comparison job or, you know, something else, something, you know, not sinister necessarily and certainly not underhanded, but, you know, maybe they had never, ever had any intention of buying from you. So for me, if I'm ever having a conversation with someone about them buying from me or buying a program or, you know, it's generally... In a, in a higher level thing where it might be like a literal conversation on the phone, which doesn't happen very often these days. Most people will buy because of, you know, the stuff that I'm putting out and we'll jam back and forth often using voice audios and, and things like that via messenger or whatever. But more often than not, people have already decided at, at that level whether they're going to buy. However, 
for many, many, many years, I didn't do things in that way. And, and as we all know, there are many different ways of making sales. So one of the things that I wanted to step you through is just a really, a couple of quick little, I guess, questions that you can throw into your sales conversations, some things that you can add in, in order to, in order for you to determine early on if this person is really considering what it is that you're doing, or are they just kicking the tires and trying to find out, you know, some ins and outs for whatever reason they might be doing that. So number one, the first thing that you want to do is really just kind of gather some information, really make sure that you're, that they are understanding that, you know, hey, I'm, I'm going to find out some more about you. You can ask me any questions that you like. And, you know, if it makes sense that we'll work together, I'll let you know how that works, right? No one hops on um, a, a discover like you don't want anyone hopping onto a, a discovery call or going in for a coffee chat and then feeling like that they've just been like, holy fuck, I'm being sold to, right? I don't think that that's really very nice. I mean, we all know these days, we're all highly educated. We're all very familiar with some of the, the sneaky sales tactics or, or underhanded stuff that can go on in, in this internet marketing world and, and with the sales conversations that can happen, particularly in high ticket selling. Uh, and so I think it's really important that we are very open and upfront right from the get-go so that the people that we're talking to understand that you are going to make an offer to them if it's a good fit if it's appropriate. And that's really up to you to use your integrity and, and really rely on your ethical positioning there, that, that you're not making an offer to someone when it's not the, the right thing, regardless of how much money is or isn't in your bank account. So really make sure that you're, you're kind of setting that tone really, really early on. And then what that does is number one, it lets them know what is going to happen, which I think is really important. And the second thing it does is it actually also gives you permission to pitch, right? We don't ever want someone like I, we don't ever want anybody to, I love being sold to, but we don't want anybody misinterpreting your intentions. Do you know what I mean? It's like, I was, I was reading a post yesterday where someone was saying that people are saying, oh, you know, let's go and have a coffee. And it's a little bit like that old Amway pitch, right? Um, I remember my parents having someone, an Amway rep, I think it was, or oh, I don't, maybe I can't remember if it was Amway or not. And they're like, oh, you know, I might come around for, come around for a drink or come around for dinner. And he brought a whiteboard and a freaking product demonstration. It's like, dude, what the fuck? You know, that was just completely dodgy as heck and unsolicited. Right? So I guess the other piece of the equation here is to make sure that when you're talking to people that it, that you haven't gone out or, the, or that they've actually approached you for help. We're not going out cold calling. We don't ever cold call. It is the most tedious, laborious, energy sucking adventure. I think that it well, not adventure, uh, like venture that anybody could possibly embark on. Um, it's just really hard fucking slog, to be honest. So let's not do that. We only want to talk to people who have actually actively said, hey, yeah, you know, I, I, I love the sound of this. Can I get some more information? And then it's up to you to gather that information, set the agenda. And then the next thing that we want to really do is, is make sure that you can determine where they're at now and where they want to be. Yeah. And there's some crucial questions to ask in here. So, you know, what are your problems? What are your stresses? What are you finding right now? Where do you want to be? Like goals, dreams, and desires. That's pretty standard, stock standard stuff. 
But then the questions in there, once you feel like you've got that information, the question to ask is, do you feel like now is the time to do something about this? So the question is, do you feel like now is the time to do something about this? Because if they say, oh, you know, no, I was just kind of curious. I'm not looking at doing anything until next year. Okay, great. Wrap that call up. Get the fuck out of Dodge. You know, elegantly wrap up that conversation. Give them a couple of action tasks that they can undertake and leave the door open. Say, hey, if you feel like it's a good fit, um, hey, you know, come back to me if and when you're ready. You know, it'd be, it'd be a pleasure and an honor to help you. Because if they are not in that place where they are ready to move forward with you or anyone else, then everything from that, everything from there on out is going to feel like you're trying to push your agenda and your timeline on them, right? Which is, you know, unfortunate. So why do you feel like now, or do you feel like now is the time for you to do something about this? The second thing that I always ask in any conversation that I'm having, particularly, like I said, around this high ticket stuff, is why me? You know, why me? Why do you feel like I am the best and the right person to help you with this? Now, if they say, oh, well, I, I don't know that you are yet, I'm doing some research, then you're not going to pitch. You're going to say, okay, great, cool. You know, there's a there's, there's over, I think my daughter went and had a look at YouTube the other day. There's like 400 videos or something like that. Um, go over to my YouTube, go over to my Facebook page, go to my Instagram, you know, go and research the shit out of it, go to my website. You know, there is so much content going out there. Like you've really got to feel like I am the best and the right person to help you with this. Because if, if you don't feel like that, that's okay. I am not for everyone. And you'll say this in your way of saying it. But it's really like I'm not, I am never, ever, ever going to sit here and convince someone that they should freaking work with me. They should already know that from by the time they come into contact with me or by the time we're actually having that level of conversation, right? Um, because, the, I mean, there's like, what are you going to find out on a phone call that you can't already, like, you know, most of the stuff that you can find out, you can find out online. Is really very, except for the personalization that you'll give or that I would give you, for instance, when we're on a call or if we're going back and forth. But really, most people have kind of already made that choice and decision. So you want to solidify and cement and make sure that that is actually, that they do think that, that they do feel like that. So why me? Uh, and then why now is often the next one. Like why now? Why do you feel like this is something that you need to act on right now? So again, we're re-engaging and re-cementing the fact that they are ready to go, that they are ready to move. Before, otherwise, like what we can go into is like, we start laying out our, hey, Bonnie, we might start laying out our whole mastermind program or our one-on-one -on -one coaching, or you might lay out your training course or whatever. But if they're not, if they don't feel like you're the right person, or that the, the time is not right, then you're gonna spend, again, you're gonna spend a lot of time objection handling just to get a no, or they might get a bit pissed off, you might get a bit frustrated, cause you're like, you know, this is gonna be perfect for you, and they're like, yeah, but I'm not fucking ready yet, you know? So there's that. The other thing that we wanna ask throughout all of this stuff, I, I guess is to work out, you know, sometimes the timing actually is not right. Like if you said to me, 
oh, hey, Nicola, you know, I've got this really great event that I would really love to speak, that, that, that you would love me to speak at. Well, let me, oh my God, I'm talking in the third person. Let's rephrase that. If someone said to me, Nicola, I would really love you to speak at a conference of mine on the 24th of August, 2019, I would say, oh, look, thank you so much for the invitation. That's great. The timing's just not really right for me. Um, I've got some other stuff on that I'm already committed to. Like that is an actual true, that's not an objection, that's not a deferral, that's not me being in fear or being afraid, it's just, you know, sorry, I'm actually running an event at the time, the timing just doesn't work for me. Um, so your job is to is to really kind of determine, and another question to ask is that like in that why me, why now sort of section is, well, you know, when, like why... I'm curious to understand why you're waiting until next year to do something about this, right? And so then that way, and we want to be nice and open. We don't want to be judgmental. We just want to understand if it is a genuine reason or if it's an excuse because humans are really freaking clever. We are so clever at not only, uh, you know, tricking ourselves, right? We're also really adept at tricking other people. And it's not, it, it, it can be, sometimes it can be a sabotage thing. Sometimes it can be a fear thing. Sometimes it can be just like a whole lot of self-doubt or self-talk or whatever it is that's going on. Um, but I guess like we've just, we've got to ask these questions to really determine if they are kind of fobbing us off or whether they are legitimate. And I guess like some of the things here is it's the, the reason that people, and it's not just about the self-sabotage thing, but a lot of the reason that people will say, oh, look, I've got to go talk to my husband or I'll go and check my bank account or I'll go and do this or I've got to sort this out first or I'm going to go and do my plan or like whatever, whatever, whatever the case might be is a lot of the time, not all the time, but a lot of the time it's because they're afraid. They're afraid that they're going to go and invest all this money and it doesn't work. They might be afraid that they're going to go and invest the time and it doesn't work. They might be concerned or worried, particularly if they've been burned before, right? I mean, hands up if you've been burned by a mentor. No, I have. And it, and it sucks. But that doesn't mean like that when I get onto the, com if I have a conversation with, an, with somebody who I'm considering like signing up with personally for, for me and my own business mentoring um, consumption, I'm not thinking about my past experiences. I'm like, that's happened in the past. They're different people. I just want to make sure that to the best of my ability that I can make the best and the right decision with this, with this new person moving forward. So sometimes that fear can be resurfaced for people, right? It's like if, I mean, there are a million and one online courses that you can buy these days. And it's really important that, that your people and, and yourself can be as certain as you can that when you're investing money, that it's in the right place, right? Because you also invest your time. So the things that you want to find out is, like if they turn around and say, oh yeah, you know what, the timing's just not quite right. Okay, can you tell me a bit more about that? And then work out, oh, look, I'm, I'm saving up for something or I'm going overseas or, you know, whatever the case might be. And then your job is to go, okay, cool. So I'm curious if you, if the timing was right, would you be in? Yeah. 
if you had the money, would you be in? Like, is this, is this, does this sound like it's the right, the best and the right solution for you? And then you've really got to trust in what they say. But usually at that point, because you have been open, you're not being a judgy McJudge face, you're being, you know, you're being curious and just trying to really understand where they're at. They are usually going to tell you the truth. Yes, it's really easy when someone says, oh, look, it's, you know, I, this sounds really fantastic. You know, if I had the money, if the time was right, I'd, I'd certainly absolutely be in. Then it's kind of like, okay, cool. Well, that's great. You know where to find me and you know where, how to reach out to me if you're, um, you know, even when things change, you know, when the timing is right. Yeah, Bonnie, it is like getting the feedback up front because... I, you know, we, we can't pay our bills on, I'll come back to you next month. We can't pay our bills or our subscriptions or our mentoring fees or our electricity bills or anything that, or our groceries. We can't buy anything on maybes. We can't invest in maybes. We can't be sold ourselves. We can't be sold on a maybe. So really for, for anyone who is, is trying to determine if someone's being truthful or not, just be really open. Say, hey, you know what? My job is to serve you to the best of my ability and I just really want to make sure that I'm understanding exactly where you're at so that I can give you the best steps forward. Sometimes those best steps forward are that we work together and then sometimes those best steps forward are that you go and find someone else to work with or that you go and take this particular kind of action. Now, what it does is it closes the loop of that conversation then and there. Right. So what I mean by that is like if we've kind of got like this half open thing and they say, yep, 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 I'll get back to you, then you're sitting there. I don't know about you, but like I've I've sat there and I'm like, particularly in the early days, I was like, oh, I've got a six thousand dollar sale coming next week. That person said that they were coming back to me. This person said they were paying their deposit next week. This person said that they're coming back on the 15th of the blah, blah, blah month or whatever. And in my brain. And on my tracking, I'm like, oh, that's a maybe, that's a maybe, that's a maybe, that's a maybe. Great. If one of those or two of those come off, like I've just made 10, 12 grand, right? And then when we try and follow them up, they fall off the face of the planet. Not because they are horrible people, but just they don't, people don't like saying no, right? It, people... People don't want to let you down. People don't want to like, and I think if we're looking at through this, looking at it through this lens, and we're and we're really looking at people's intentions, they don't want to let you down. They don't want to screw you around, but they don't know how to say no because you've most likely gone and invested all of this time in learning about them and finding out more about them. So really like the best thing to do is to get it all out in the open then in there because then you know what you're dealing with then they can go in either a yes pile like we are in let's get your deposit down let's get that first installment done let's do whatever or they go in the no pile now here's the thing like it doesn't matter if they go in the no pile i've had people say no to me and then come back and buy right so just because someone says no right now doesn't mean it's a no forever but what it does do, it energetically closes that loop so that we're not living in this half circle of like, well, maybe they'll come back. And, you know, they said they were going to come back and then they didn't. And shall I follow up? When am I being too pushy? Am I being too needy? How often shall I follow up? Shall I call them? Do I text them? Do I email? Do I do all three things? You know, do I Facebook message them? Do I like, you know, it becomes, 
it, it, it leaves you in a real place of, of kind of like no man's land because nobody knows how to move forward from there. So the best thing that you can do is to really ask these, these big questions really early on. So why does this feel like it's something you need to do right now? Then why me? Why now? And then the next best question that I can ask, that, that you would ask them is on a scale of one to 10, how committed are you to doing something about this? Right? If they say seven, then that's not commitment. That is like a seven out of 10 is not freaking committed. I, and, and if they say seven out of 10, don't just go, well, you're not fucking committed because that's not the reaction we want. We want to step back into curiosity and ask another question. So what's missing for you to be like, what, what, what would make it a 10 out of 10 for you that, that you know that you need to do something about this? And that's often where they'll say, well, the timing is not right. I've got to run this past my husband. I haven't done this before. I'm a bit scared. I'd have to organize babysitters for my children or like whatever, whatever, whatever the case might be. So on a scale of one to 10, how committed are you to do something about this? And really it's not until after we get those questions asked and answered that you then go, okay, cool. Well, you know, are you open to finding out a bit more about how we can work together? And then... If they say like when you go in and you make an offer, if you if you're doing that, say oh I've got this course, I've got this training, I've got this event, I've got this you know uh, program, or we work together one on one, then you've already ironed out a lot of those other questions that although those reasons for saying no that people will throw at you instead of saying no, right? So you already know the answers, and and it just really puts you in a in a position of uh, I've had I've had one person call it like, like one mentor used to call it like the alpha position, which I think is just I don't like that terminology. Um, but it does kind of put you in a position of of leadership, right? You're leading the conversation. You know where that conversation is going. They know where that conversation is going, and it's a little bit more like instead of you dragging them like with your arm twisted back, dragging them up behind you, going like, "Come on, we're we're working through a sales process here. Hurry the fuck up!" It's a little bit more like they're just here, and you've got their hand, and we're just kind of like leading, but we're we're pacing them along the same along that same trajectory. So it feels a lot feels a lot nicer. We're not pulling them like they're just kind of there. They're along the process with us. So. They're the key questions that I would throw into the mix because um, it can be a bit confusing, you know, and, and I know, like I said, like sometimes there are some genuine reasons why people can't invest. You know, maybe they literally do not have access to money right now. Now, that doesn't mean that they are not committed to their business or their, their transformation. It just means that at this moment, they literally do not have access to the cash to be able to invest with you. And I used to be... And I still am to some extent. Like I will say, sometimes like if you if you really want this, you'll find a you'll find a way to make it work. But that doesn't mean that if you can't find a way to make it work, that you're an asshole or that you didn't try hard enough or you know that you should just go and hustle and grind some more and you know like go in you know I I don't know whatever. Um, you know I did used to kind of think that way because that had been my experience. But there have been times where I'm like you know what, I would love to do that. 
and the financial constraints right now, the fiscal constraints right now, just don't actually allow me to do that. And that's my decision, right? So we want to empower people to be able to be very clear, very certain, uh, without them feeling any sense of shame, really, that perhaps they're not in a fiscal financial situation, fiscal financial, in a fiscal situation that they can invest to work with you, right? Sometimes that might show up as time. Sometimes that might show up as support from home. Sometimes that might show up as, like in, in a myriad of different ways. All right. So there you go. I trust that that's helpful. Put that in your, um, in your memory bank somewhere. Write those questions down. Have them available and ready so that when you do find yourself in these types of conversations, you can really elegantly ask these questions without um anybody kind of feeling like they're being browbeaten or convinced or like you will work with me motherfucker and you have to go out and do all of the things that you need to do to be able to pay me you know it's not how we're going to roll all right so there you go you know what to do go have fun morning Jeanette um have a great and amazing day get yourself out there be visible and remember that the world is ready for your brand of awesomeness I'll talk to you tomorrow